right, and welcome into a new season of Calling the Audible for the spring edition. Uh, we had a nice long uh, four-day vacation of winter to spring Some transition. Of you did those who had to figure out who was writing the divisions and so on did not have those days off. Yeah, it was definitely uh, it was more of a short-term uh, vacation that we yeah. had. By the way, Mo, your camera now is on the other side. I know. And you're cutting yourself off. Am I? Amazing. Perfect. I'm going to do that all the time. <laughs> well, it's funny because And I can't, can't fix it because there's he, no more green. He, he can't He can't look at the camera and monitor himself. So that's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we're back. Uh, you know what? I can fix this. I can fix this, Mo. I can make you do anything. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. Now you're good. Perfect. Uh, we are back. We're back, and uh, it is a new season of the spring edition. It's more of a sprint this year. The uh, traditional, what would be 11-week regular season and then playoffs uh, is non-existent for the spring season. It's eight weeks. I'm on record plus. as saying I think the eight-week schedule is trash. Yeah, I know. You, you, mentioned, you mentioned this a few times. Hi, Rob. Oh, yeah. We should probably do introductions. Not really. Everyone knows who we are. No, man. No, we, we don't. This teams. is someone's first show. This is probably a oh, lot, lot of people's first show. I forgot. Yes. Uh, make sure you introduce yourselves, guys. Mm-hmm. I- I'm Peas. I'm Mo. Yeah, that's I the mean, way we do it. Yes. First of all, this is our FPF podcast. It's called The Audible. I'm <laughs> Peas. That's Mo. Our names are on the screen for those watching, but for the audio audience, I'm the voice that sounds like Peas. Yeah. People are always say, hey, great job, Mo. I'm like, no, I'm Peas, actually. Yeah. And they're confused, like, what? I go, yeah, I'm Pease. No, Pease is the other guy. I, he's Mo. I've tried it at Customs. It didn't work well. Yeah, no, it's not going to work well for you. Um, so it is a new season. So Pease and myself and Eagle are the ones that will uh, uh, take this ship towards the spring season to the uh, mid-August finals, the roadshow that we always have in Brossard. And uh, there will be a little bit of change up sometimes. Iggy uh, magnets. <laughs> Next week, is a yeah. change up, as none of us are available. Yeah, our, our loyal uh, faithful here, Iggy, uh, who you will see uh, in the media world, he will jump in from time to time to come replace Peasy or myself uh, because, you know, we might have a trip or other work obligation and stuff. But uh, we have fun with this. This is not serious stuff. We do talk about, the, you know, hard-hitting questions, but, again, we have fun with it. Yeah. Well, what do you mean this isn't serious stuff? You don't you don't think that Fly Plus Football is a professional organization? Well, according to some, it is, right? I mean, they, they literally hang out. They're entire, like, there's married people who have kids who would rather opt to stay from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. to watch games. Well, have you met kids? I have not. So it makes a lot of sense if you've met kids because, yes. you know, they're not fun no, to hang with. No, absolutely but you not. Know you don't even do. watch football. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just pressing buttons on the iPad, taking yeah. stats. You could always sign your kids up for FPF Junior, though, to get them out of the house into the league. And that way, when you're like, oh, I'm going to go watch some FPF games, the kids are like, have fun, Dad or Mom. All right. Plus true. the games, like, you know, they'll learn the game, so they'll be more tolerable as humans. Of course, of course. Uh, so anyway, we, we, we do a, we, we cover every division here. Uh, we'll have on riders all throughout the course of the season. You have a rider on this week, bro. We don't have a writer on this. I'm week. sitting right here. You do, yes, but I'm saying like an actual writer who's not. part I'm of I'm an show. actual writer. I know, but not part of the show. I'm saying, you okay. know, you know you're a regular guy here. Fair, fair. Uh, before we get into the uh, topics to join, this is gonna be a little bit weird because the time of this podcast is we're in the eye or the end of the week, but there's still games to be played. So we're gonna kind of recap and then preview the new games. So we apologize for those who watched this two days after the Thursday games and like, what the hell. So, yeah. so the idea is it's a, it's a midweek show. So the teams who play Thursday, like this week notwithstanding, because it, we're week one, we're just sort of like wet in our beak. Uh, we're taking care of some administrative stuff. But largely week to week, what we're going to do is we're going to talk 
you know, not not necessarily previews and and and, and, uh, and recaps, but yeah. recap style topics, things right. that happened. Right. But we'll also talk about things that will happen, right? Like things we expect to happen, um, and we'll discuss that. Uh, week to week, so we won't ignore you if playing if you're playing on a Thursday, yeah. unless it's 35 plus. In which so case. I, you can kind of look at it as the official weeks in Flag Plus are going to be Sunday to Thursday, but as far as we're concerned, our weeks go Thursday to, to Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, before we get to the uh, previews of the seasons here, Eagle, anything coming up here? I know photos are going to be up around the corner, I believe, and uniforms and flags the whole nine, please. Yeah, so a uh, reminder for all teams, if you need flag belts, they're $5. They come in small, medium, and large sizes. They're all white. You can go see a scorekeeper to go get them. Usually they'll have your size. If not, you can get one and trade it in the next week, worst case. Um, picture week is week two, so... For your game, you'll have a photographer. They'll do a team picture, and you can do an individual picture. If you already have one, you can have yours updated. If not, you can just leave the one you have. Um, and then if you don't have one, please get one. That way it helps our scorekeepers out for making sure that they have the right player selected when plays right. happen. On that note, jerseys. We do have an official uniform policy. All players are expected to have a same color jersey with a number on it. If you have one, great. Uh, if it's close enough in terms of color, usually it's fine. If you don't have one, we have a sponsor in Sportira where you can go get your jerseys from them. Uh, basic ones are reasonably priced. I think they're like $15 or something plus mm -hmm. tax to get them. Any you can get a whole kit. Any color you want. Uh, you can get fancy ones if you want that are like sublimated with your logos and the whole thing, but not necessary. All we need is just a number and a color that's similar. If ever your team has the same color jersey as your opponent, the away team gets pennies courtesy of Flight Plus for that game. But that's the only time you're eligible for pennies other than week one because week one's a little bit strange. So make sure you're on top of your jerseys. The penalty for not having your jersey is you don't get an official game played, which is important for playoffs because you need five games played in order to qualify for your playoffs. We also won't register your stats, stats, which is also important because stats are awesome. Yes, people play for the stats. And last thing specifically on games played, we do have a lot of double headers for this schedule. Um, which means you'll have multiple games either in the same day or in the same week on different days or potentially just back-to-back -back across, like, I don't know, Sunday, Monday type of thing. So if ever you're on vacation, you can't make both of the games in a week for a valid reason, COVID, travel plans, out of town, whatever it happens to be, um, you are eligible for an exemption this year because of the fact of these double headers. So reach out to the league in those situations where you can't make the games and we'll, we'll help you out essentially with uh, DNPs because of vacation plans in double header week specifically. That way you'll be playoff eligible. So it's a little bit different than what we normally do, but we know that we're trying because, because we're trying to crunch the schedule, this is going to be an issue for some teams. And already the fact that you don't have players for games sucks, but then also not being eligible for playoffs double sucks. So we're at least trying to make it less sucky. Yeah, and the second this comes out of it, will make it easier for everyone involved. All right, so let's dive into it. Um, it's more di it's more different this week because we're doing more of a preview, but I know some teams have played games. Uh, we'll go off with Div A here, P's. Um, some Div A's been wild so far. Yeah, it's been two games in. <laughs> in it's, it, but days. it's insane. Like so, like uh, you know, we'll get into the the normal topics and stuff. But just 
my initial reaction opening um the the my laptop on Monday and seeing like <coughs> okay the apocalypse beats uh KGP that's not an insane result Imagine but KGP then, was you know, over and Braves that. beat all stars and like that happens t- n- now and again but then you know KGP goes on to beat Braves it's like wh- wh- what's that well what's going on here that's that's totally unexpected and um yeah it was it was just surprising to see and it's a great start for the uh, four-time back-to-back-to-back-to-back champion KGP. Yeah, and and for those who don't know, no, KGP's been on a run of success the last four seasons in FPF. And you know now they're in the, the big boy league of Div A. And uh, by the way, the, the All-Stars will play Braves again, I think by week three of this calendar of the Div A schedule. But you know what? I, I look at it this way, Pease. I, I had the question listed for you. Uh, which career would you rather have in the FPF world? Phil Cutler? Or Dan Lazara, skill set or, or career? Just career. Like if you, I mean, if you, you take the championships, right? So you go, you go for championships. So you're saying for skill? Because skill is Dan Lazara. Like, right. I, I don't, I don't think it's even crazy to say Dan Lazara is the most skilled quarterback in FPF right now. The, the reason why I bring it up is because he threw for three forty eight in his in his game yeah. that he had. Uh, I was day. talking to him this week, and I said. I had a game where I threw for 285, and it felt like I was on the field constantly. How do you go for 348 in a game? That's insane. It's a lot of yards. It was on, it was on Game of the Week, too. For, for right. those who haven't seen it yet, you can check it out on our YouTube page. So in terms of, in terms of body of work, you would go with Phil Cutler? Well, you take the more championships. Why not? Like, right. There's nothing else. Like, it's not like pro sports where you like, take the salary, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if we're talking just accomplishments, uh, like, well, Phil, is Phil in the Hall of Fame? I don't think he is. Let me double check that now. Uh, Eagle, uh, is Phil Cutler in the Hall Let's of Fame? Let's go take a look together. I think he might be in the Hall of Fame. He's He, he was he was borderline pick for a lot of seasons. I think he's got to n- get in his now, His numbers right? now have to be <laughs> Not, Now there's no chance yeah. he doesn't get in. <laughs> numbers now have to be justified for him to get in. But uh, I don't see him in our class of 2020. But what about his individual page? Would, would it not show yeah, up? Yeah, it would show in his individual page, y- no? Yes, but that's not fun. This is fun. Oh, this is fun to a largely audio audience. Yeah, I guess. Yes, imagine. that's fantastic stuff here. Uh, <coughs> but, you know, it's it's going to be unique because I want to see how Phil does uh, with, with some of the hey, premier quarterbacks. Guy. That guy's a Hall of Famer, though. And this guy's a Hall of Famer. That's and this right. guy's a Hall of Famer. Everyone's a Hall of Famer in, in, in FPF. But I, I'm curious to see how Phil does in this league because yeah. now he's going up against uh, Joe Mario. He's going up against Kevin Wyatt. He's going up against Dallas But so going up against another quarterback means nothing because you're going up against – that division's defenders, right? So, like, I had this conversation about guys who are going up in, let's say, for example, Div C, right? This is my first season throwing in Div C. And my first impulse was the same as yours, Mo. I was like, well, I've thrown against Ben McMahon before. I've thrown against Jeremy, uh, Jeremy White before. Yeah. But, you know, someone on my team quickly reminded me, like, yeah, but the defenses are still Division C defenses that you haven't gone up against. Yeah. That's the difference for KGP. It's not, it's not the caliber of quarterback they're facing. It's it's playing Division A caliber teams yeah. week in week out, right? And I think in this division, like there's some pretty good quarterbacks. I mean, when Fred Dupree confirmed might be he is not Hall of Fame, I went to go check on his profile, and it's not there. Yeah, I didn't so see it there. So I he's, go he's but he's a shoe in next ballot, I imagine. I like I, I don't I don't know how he doesn't get in with four straight championships on top of the fact that his, his stats have been climbing yeah, over every season. Thirty thousand passing yards and a ratio of like yeah. I think. Well, his, his ratio wasn't great in, in his initial ballot, but no. it's gotten a lot better in the last Definitely couple has. seasons. You know, in, in this division where you look at Fred Dupree, who might be the sixth best quarterback, but in Div B would be the best quarterback, Yeah, the margin of error in this division is going to be razor sharp, and we're seeing it now, right? I mean, you have literally five teams at one and one 
and Mo come Mo problems only played one game as a, as the All Stars who were own one. And I think every not every game will come down to this, but I think a good number of these games will come down to the final possession, if not the final plays yeah. to win that. Well, and more than that, as teams are moving up into the Division A, and this is the thing we've kind of been excited about, hoping that more teams join Division A, Division One, um, is that some guys can't go back to their teams, right? Yeah. And you know, touching on, I know we just talked KGB, but touching on them specifically as a, as a, as a case study, mm-hmm. they move up, they take Julien Paymont with them. What that does is it removes Julien Paymont from the Braves. That's right. I'm surprised you chose... I'm you surprised? Not. You chose like HBO No, because Braves? it's a rec league. You choose the people where you feel, A, you might have a better role, and B, you might have a better relationship. I don't know his friendships with one team versus another, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, uh, it's not like you're choosing a champion in a pro league, right? Like, it's not you're not signing up to play with, with right. LeBron or whatever it is, right, you know? Right, right. Yeah, but I look at one thing in this division, right? The apocalypse with Jeff Rosenblatt as quarterback. Um, when I spoke to Dawson Pierre, he told me that he pr- he's listed on the apocalypse roster, did not play the first game for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said he wasn't too sure if he's going to play this year, like a full season, if not maybe three, four games. Well, I imagine there's a, the tackle commitments are starting. That's right. Soon. He's getting ready for his tackle season for Concordia. Yeah. Uh, long story short, how big of a loss is he if he can't be I don't, a full commit? I don't think they thought he'd be there for most of the season. They got Raul Baruti on that roster. Yeah. Uh, they got I, I, I think they have him so that no one else can pick him up as a sub. <laughs> Which is smart, though, right? Yeah, no, it's a great move because they need right? to ask for a release to, yeah. to be able to use Dawson. And James Tyrell, well, for, for, well not former, but uh, current CFL free agent, won a great couple of the Bombers is on the roster. Yeah. Baruti, James O'Han. Uh, you got the Armada, Sanders Armada in there, Kendall Myers as well. Another guy who was a borderline Hall of Famer, John Laristis. Yeah, and you got the Marty Party as well. So, I mean, there, there's depth to work with, but yeah. but Dosprey just brings a different element to that team of dynamism that, that maybe everyone else doesn't lack. He can open it up with a deep ball catch. He can make a play on defense. He's just everywhere. What I like uh, about what Rosenblatt's done as he's moved up into divisions is he hasn't been afraid to take chances on um, – like guys who didn't have the reputation, like Raul Baruti was not a known commodity when he started playing with Rosenblatt. Uh, Sanders Armand is a guy who wasn't as well known. The Armada. Uh, and and uh, likewise for Nick Rapini, right? Like we know he's talented, but like forever. I remember when I started working at FPF Media, it's like, well, he hasn't played Div 1 yet. Yeah, but if the guy's talented, he's talented. Yeah. Right? So it doesn't matter. Like, you know, it doesn't take you playing in a division to have that talent. You either have the talent to play the division or not. Right. So I like taking a chance because what is there to lose? Yeah, and I, I you, think you, you can't just stick to the same 20 people playing in a division forever, right? Yeah, I, I think the Apocalypse have a good core to work with. Yeah. And, and they like, just add those pieces. Yeah, and, and their next game will be against KGP on Sunday at Lachine, and then they have the All-Stars and Braves. So they have three big games coming up for them. And they're they're at one on one. If they can go two and one, I think that's a phenomenal start for them after five games. The Braves have a three point point differential so far. So I know that's it's insane. Cr- it's wild stuff here. But Div A is gonna be excited. fascinating to see how this plays out. We'll get the fake power rankings from PZ all throughout the course of the yeah. season. Uh, not this week though, because we want to have more games to play with here. We're gonna specifically rank the teams who haven't played yet. Exactly is the goal. Uh, on to Div B and what we have, and Div B is unique because these teams all have potential to make a move up the ladder. I saw B-Raves play twice on Sunday. I saw Brad New play with Robbie Robinson as a quarterback. And there's a lot of familiar teams, right? Silent Ticklers being one of the teams. BYOB, uh, Touch It, Catch It, Thor's Hammer, Junkyard Dogs, Moretti Crime Family, and Mangoose. These are all teams we're very familiar with, and I'm you, I'm really yeah. intrigued by this division this year. I think it's interesting. It's I thought Div 3 um, – 
was relatively interesting to start with, right? Um, in winter. And so um, Thor's hammer sort of had the wind taken out of their sails late in the season, so it's cool to see them back. Uh, Touchy Catch it sort of got off to a slow start and then kind of tripped up in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Junkyard Dogs, they had a deep run. Um, and Silent Ticklers, again, sort of an unbalanced season, right? So it's it's cool now to see them taking another shot at it. Yeah, I, I think so. And I don't know who is the favorite in, in this division. Uh, B-Ravs, I know Joe Mayer. probably, right? With Joe Mayer and stuff. Uh, B, but you know what, though? Lorraine Beauchamp is a, is a pass rusher for them, right? And she's a really good player. She had a big game for them against Brand New. I look at Brand New, right? They have Robbie Robinson as a quarterback. They have Miss Sardone's there. Uh, Chris Miard's there. I mean, uh, I'm curious, where, where does Robbie Robinson at this stage of his FPF career rank with all these quarterbacks in the V? Is he upper class, middle, or lower tier? The, the, I, I wouldn't say lower tier at all, but I will say that he hasn't been throwing as consistently as a lot of the other guys. So I think what we've seen in, in situations like that um, is guys don't come out with consistent outings, right? And we saw that Greg Stern in the winter, right? Right. Where it's a guy who we've known to have success, we've known to to, to be very talented, uh, but not uh, be able to put a whole season together. That's the thing that worries me with Robbie Robinson. That said, I think they have him TDs. on defense as well, which yeah, is nice. Yeah, yeah, I think it's ten TDs, one nine T so far. But is there a team? But will that be consistent? Like, will that play out for the rest of the yeah, season? Yeah, I have no doubt they'll they'll be they'll they'll be successful. But right. I think it's a difference between being sort of eight and two and, and six and four. Right, and. I look at these teams here. Is there a team in your mind, piece that might be out of the weight class in Div B? Uh, could it be uh, Mangoose? Uh, that team has been competitive, but you know they have not taken that next step to be a, a upper, upper tier team in the lower ranks. Um, Silent Ticklers, another team to watch out for. Been very uh, hot and cold with them. Yeah, Silent Ticklers. The consistency is the issue, but I, I think like I wouldn't consider like a, an inconsistent team to be out of their class. I think. Mangoose, credit to them by the way. They keep coming, they keep moving up without seeing success in the lower division. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're gonna they're gonna turn the corner at some point. It's just a question as to whether or not it's that uh, it's this season. I love Nick Schaefer, so I I hope it happens. Um, that said, you know uh, I don't know if they can do that quite um, so quite yet. And then and then the other one that's curious is the Moretti crime fa- family. Uh, Joey Taylor, I imagine, is quarterback for he this team. He has to be the quarterback, yeah. He, he has to be. And, and it's it's a question as to, you know, Joey threw co-ed but hasn't played a high division in a while, right? Co-ed wants pretty high caliber ball, but it's it's not necessarily the same as, as throwing division B. Uh, so that, Willie, uh, this is also a very strange team roster-wise. What is this team? <laughs> Look, it's a lot of talent, all right? It's yeah, but what system are you going to run? It's a system <laughs> team. <laughs> the, but, but the Joey Taylor only offense with this team? Yeah, but these guys know the roles in the Joey Taylor offense, right? It's not like, you know, you have Dawson Pierre and, and that changes the whole dynamic. They know what they have to do in that system. I will say, I, I will agree with you more that what, you might have a guy like Rocco Cristiano uh, who's just this crazy speedster, but he understands what, he, what this team high is. High football IQ. Yeah, Eddie Lee, another guy high football IQ, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Zach Swern's played with them before. Joel um, Malk has played with them before as well. And don't forget, Eags, the, the Joey Taylor system now is spread to like a family of teams. So they, so they might have played on different versions of the, 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 the Dan's roster, right? Or the, uh, the now Moretti Crime football family. family. Uh, the right. MCF, you know? Yeah. But, you know. So that, that just worries me. It's like, will Joey hit the ground running or will it take him a couple of weeks? 
to get used to this I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be okay. I, I, you're right. I think he might take a game, game and a half yeah. to get back into rhythm. But that, I think teams who will go up against the MCF offense will have to be patient and, and have to be smart because some people might overplay it and get frustrated, and he can just squeeze the life out of teams with, with the style of offense he will employ. So, I mean, look, a team like Silent Ticklers, you know, they, they have experience now, and with what they've built up with that roster, I mean, yes, they, they make runs, but they're not, they've not been a threat that you can say, yeah, are they in I that they equation? in two in spring, fall, fall, right. winter? There was, a, there was a season where they, were, they, they played up to their, uh, up to their, their talent, I thought. But I believe Rashi Benalbicator is going to be throwing for them this year. I mean, the, he's another guy who hasn't played in a while, but I mean, he's... He's been hurt, though, right? So yeah. how healthy is he going to be coming back into that position? Is, is Jordan, well, they also Jordan Fernando who can throw worst case, right? Right. So um, it's cool to see Rashi back, by the way. It's been a long time. It's been a few seasons. It's been about three years, I think, or three, four years since we last saw Rosh. But I think that B's going to be uh, a, a good... Winter 2019 was last time. Wow, so three years with uh, that. I think Dippy will be will be fascinating to see. I think Lorian Beauchamp uh, with B-Raps is going to be fun to watch with, with the quartet of females that they have on the roster. Um, if you had to give your fake power rankings right now, please. Mm, your no fake problem. power rankings right now, please. Do I go nine to one? Yeah, well, let's, get that, uh, let's get that standings up here, Eagle. And, uh, Can I get so some fanfare? Like every time I announce a team, can you play a sound, Eagle? Uh, probably. Hold on. It Let could be see. any sound. It doesn't matter. I just need, I I can't just do it. I can't raw dog it. Yeah, I can I can find something for you. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna announce a team. You play the fanfare, and then I'll give like a a quick statement as to why. Okay. All right. Mokan, you ready? I'm ready. Number nine, Thor's hammer. I'm going Thor's hammer here because they're ranked ninth in the standings currently. They're the only team with a lot with two losses. They're behind the eight ball. Thor's hammer number nine. How awesome would they be if they were number one? That'd be more controversial than the BCS old college football bowl system. Well, yeah. Well, listen, you can you can submit your votes, Mokan. Please please get them in on time next I time. I will. Number eight. Number eight. I'm gonna go with Mangoose. I love men. I love geese. But more than that, I love Nick Schaefer. That said, we haven't seen them. To, we haven't seen them turn the corner, like I said yet. So we'll see if they can do that now. Number eight. Number yeah, because no, no number seven. Number seven. seven. Sorry, big part seven. Number seven. I'm gonna go BYOB. I've been a big fan of BYOB. Oh my bad, my bad, my bad. BYOB. I'm gonna go BYOB. I've been a big fan of Matthew Renee. I thought this was a good core for him. However, we've seen it not work exactly as anticipated. Um, I like, you know, Julian Julian Payman. We talked about him in the the first block of the show. I like him being on the roster. I like Matthew Lapage. That said, there just seems to be uh, something missing, and there has been. So, they're ranked seventh. Number six. Ah, number six, Mo. Uh, I think this is where we see the Moretti crime family slot in, as Eagle pointed out. Maybe they're a little too weird. Maybe they're not weird enough. One way to find out what level of weirdness. I did it again. Sorry, Eagle. It's fine. Number five. Uh, I'm on number five. I think we go here with silent ticklers. Uh, Personally, I like things that are loud. I don't like things that are silent. I definitely don't like being tickled by something silent. Um, 
And the return of Rashi bin Abdicator. Interesting storyline. I do think it's going to take some time for it to pan out, however. So until he shows me he can still do it, I'm still going to make up this power ranking and put them at fifth. Number four. Here we get to the top four. The the Mount B-more of the division, because it is Division B. Um, I'm going to go brand new here. Um, I like the defense. I like the pieces. It just seems, again, will we see... Rob Robinson uh, from from yesteryear, or Rob Robinson who's still thinking he's the Rob Robinson of yesteryear. Number three. Top three, Mokan. Waiting for the internet to cooperate. I'm going to go... Touch it, catch it. (laughs) Touch it, catch it. We've seen how much talent this team has, right? Uh, It does come down to Fred Millette. You mentioned last season, you said, hey... Does this team have faith in Fred Millette? Is that a narrative we made up for the show? Absolutely. So we're going to continue to push that narrative whether or not it's true. Number two. B-Raves. <laughs> Look, they come into the season 2-0. and And I get it. I just see what they're doing. Look, we're better than everybody. Look at us flashing at 2-0. and Listen, you're not the real Braves. Stop pretending. You're a B-ranked team. That's why you're number two. And Mike, Mike Stats Pierce says in the name of Stats. Yeah, I know. Call them stats percent. Uh, number one. Number one team. In the, it's very surprising. Well, There's only one team left. There's only one team left. Uh, it's going to go junkyard dogs. They're angry. Oh. <laughs> well done, Eagle. Um, Jordan Rossi, Jason Rossi, can't be happy with how last season ended. Um, it's, a, it's a great team. We know, of course, about the receiving duo of Roy Samarjan, Sean Samarjan, and, of course, uh, Paul Pierre adds... Onto that size as well. Michael Kazaka is probably the best fourth option on any roster in this division. Give me Junkyard Dogs as the top dog in the division. All right. Those are the made-up power rankings. The fake power rankings. Zero prep. Did it on the fly. On the fly. Uh, On to Diff C. And there's a lot of teams in Diff C this year. Uh, No split divisions. There's 17 to be exact. Um, Diff C looks intense it's 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 like an intense hamburger that has mm. a lot of toppies in it and you were like oof have you ever eaten a hamburger well i don't eat hamburgers anymore have you ever had one yeah i have had okay one. yeah i was curious because i don't know if i've ever heard of a hamburger being referred to as intense what makes a hamburger intense well you've seen like you know when you go when you look on social media and you see ballparks that introduce like unique hamburgers like hey have a quadruple patty oh with, i see what you mean i see what you mean you know, yeah like this, vanity this, vanity yeah, burgers exactly right do you That's, like veggie burgers mo I do, but you know what? I had the um, uh, the plant-based one. There's that. a few, but the Beyond one is the common one. Right, and it's it's good, but there's a lot of sodium in that. Yeah. Of course it is. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> See, people don't realize You're not it. eating a burger for its health properties. No, man. you're not. It's fast food. Exactly. When we do do the media barbecue, I will make you a black bean patty. Oh, I look forward to it, man. It's delicious. When is the Mike Roy uh, barbecue? I, uh, my summer plans are insane, so I don't know. It'll, it'll, it'll be year. after uh, Simone's after, after wedding. Simone's honeymoon. Uh, yeah. Hopefully after the... W- I have like a run of like three or four weeks of weddings coming up in June, so I'm, I'm not really available. It won't be June. It'll like be a Sunday. Don't worry. I'll work Sundays at FPF. It, it might fall yeah, it'll between... It'll be before s- the games. Don't worry. It might fall between the uh, the spring and fall season. Perfect. Uh, like tailgating. All right. Uh, so like this is an intense hamburger of teams in this division here. Yeah, I was looking at two teams in particular. Air Force One top season. Uh, both teams had really good regular seasons. The playoff runs came up short. Well, they're moving up too. Yeah, moving up. They're moving up. Moving up weight class. Because this is, it feels closer to Div Four A. 
yeah. than uh, than Div Four B, just based on teams that are on on the docket. You right. see, EZW coming down a division. You see, Les Montagnards, Stoics from Four A, Vultures from Four A, uh, Infantry. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be intense. It's gonna be intense. So when, when you look at Air Force One top season, mm-hmm. who's gonna finish higher? Uh, the team with more wins, Mo. Of course. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go, honestly, um, I think Air Force One is finally in a division of their caliber. Yeah. They've always kind of played under their caliber. They started in Div 6. Uh, they moved on to Div 5 and, and were pretty dominant once they started playing. Um, but I think there's going to be a slight adjustment period here. Uh, as talented as they are, th- this is a division where you can't just win on talent anymore because everyone's everyone has... Stacked rosters across the board, um, and then top season to me is a better combination of FPF knowledge and uh, talent. Uh, I think we're all beyond questioning Ryan McGrath at this point, right? He's re- yeah, he's a very good quarterback. He's very good, very good quarterback. And, and the roster for them, I mean, look, you, you got Quizzy Gordon Mall, you got the McGrath boys and Ryan and Sean, and the Paramount the, the Paramount boys too. The Paramount boys and the Bayes Station Hassani Worrell and Andal Thomas Gordon as well, who's a veteran in the FPF world. So it is a very deep veteran team, and, and look, their their schedule that they have, Vultures one step closer, Tough Lungs, um, not an easy run, and they do play Air Force One week four of June 30th. So, in fact, by the way, I looked at it, boys, every FPF team is going to play once for every 5.2 days. So, so right now, for top season, they will have six games in the next 24 days, and that could really shape up whether they're in a dogfight for the playoffs or in the playoffs moving towards a top end seed. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do like top season a lot. I think Air Force One has great potential to make noise. Look, they, they scored 30 points in their, their first game, right? Yeah. So um, they took on Ravens, who are another team moving up from Division 5. Great addition in Gab Wiseman yeah. um, to the team. Uh, but, you know, Air Force One played a team about the caliber and then you know they they had a close game. It's awesome. I know I know infantry had a glitch losing to, to the commission, but would we say they're the favorites to win this division? Because it's pretty much minus Jalen Greaves, the same core from last spring. So which team? Uh, the infantry. Infantry, yeah, yeah. Uh, minus Jalen Greaves, the same core roster. Core Wolowski throwing the Smurgeon brothers in there, uh, coming back and and yes, they lose they lost to the commission, but I think in the long term investment, they might be the team to beat in this division. Um. Yeah, if I looked at two quarterbacks who I think were a touch too high to be throwing in this division, I'd say Corey Wolowski and, and Jeremy White. Um, but look, they qualify for the division. It's going to hurt them to not have Jalen Greaves. It's, yeah. it's, look, he's unguardable, basically. In, uh, he would be unguardable in this division. Um, I think, I think it will affect them, but I still think they're going to be one of the top teams. They did take a loss. That said, Corey hasn't thrown in a little bit. Um, and he was supposed to be the quarterback for commission. That was the talk of uh, the winter season that he might have been the commission quarterback, but they want Gino DeFazio instead. Yeah, well, I think I think uh, you know, it seems as though uh, his t- Corey's team registered, right? Like yeah. the infantry registered, so he's going to throw for his team for sure. I think they were surprised that they could still fit him by half a point in the division. Not playing a season kind of helped him in that regard, right? Like other quarterbacks got pushed up, he got to stay at where he was at. Um, so this is huge for them. 
they need to make the most of it. This is this is a window for them to to, to get a championship for sure. This the stars are aligned. Uh, given what's in this division, the body of, of, of the division teams, the stars are aligned for the infantry to be one of the favorites to win it. I agree with you on that. And and, and now we'll have everyone else like Hot Sauce Sports that will get going as well in, in the coming days here. Yeah. And there there will be some hiccups along the way for the supposed favorites. They will lose. Like for example, we saw infantry lose to the commission, but a team like the commission, where where do, where do they stack up? Because they've not been in the league for quite a while. And Brent Bakken. But everyone on the team other than Brent Bakken has been playing. Yes. Like, so, like, it's they're, they're, not, they're not rusty. But uh, not at, together as a unit, though, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough to say. Um, Gio DeFazio is a competent quarterback. This is a, this is a good division for him. Um, I, I'm, I like seeing Jonathan Williams back and playing again. Um, there's a lot of unknown guys, in a sense, like um, – Guys like Hakeem Kasibi Filatro and, and Jean Michel Alert uh, are, right. are not guys that we know of particularly. Like they're not uh, big name players, uh, but they bring back guys like Peter Rose. Yeah, and they add to me one of the biggest additions in in, in the division in Mike Pierre Saint. So, if you have Mike Pierre Saint, that could help you fill the gaps until everyone catches up. Right? You hope so. You yeah. hope so. Uh, one team that I will watch out for is Tough Lungs. Uh, I'm intrigued by what they have uh, as a roster. Uh, a little bit smaller, and uh, we know about their run in the winter season that they had losing in, in the finals a couple weeks ago. But uh, it wasn't – this is the uh, – Small Giants, but the core of the, of the Yeah, of but the tough it's, not, is it, it's Matthew Lerner throwing. That's right. It's Not it's, Justin. Yeah, Justin's on the team here. But Matthew, Matthew Lerner had a pretty deep run in, in spring – Last spring. That's right. Exactly. So my point is that there's a lot of the core guys from the small Giants who are playing on this team yeah. here, but now with Matthew Lerner throwing in the, in this roster, and they they the thing I want to see from Matthew is kind of deviating from Justin Lerner. And, he and has been though. That, that that's an old narrative that's that's not been the case for a while. Um, you know, Darren McDaisian has proven that he's more than just a defender, um, and I've been a big fan of Olivia Dallaire's his his size and speed is is uh, hugely important for them. Uh, both as a rusher, but also on the offensive side as well. So it's not the same old Matthew Lerner. He's he's come a long way in his time in FPF, and that's why he's risen to Division C. And it's uh, I think the Tough Lungs do have a chance to make noise in this division. I really do. I I don't know who to pick in this division. It's honestly like I know that personally, and and I I, I can't be the only one who did this. I open my schedule. And normally I count down wins of like the I I'm pretty sure I got these teams win 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 I, I was like I don't know bye week I, win I have no idea I have no idea it's in, and I'm sure I'm not I'm not the only one and I'm sure guys one thing I want to talk about quickly for Div C playoff format so all the other ones are very obvious um, whatever teams are in green make playoffs same general story for Division C top twelve teams out of the seventeen will make it one two three four are gonna get buys which. For a condensed schedule this summer with all the Huge. vacation times, I actually kind of want to buy you mean, you this mean time around. You mean a, a condensed schedule where the playoffs start during construction holiday? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. I'd rather not get a game that first week, don't you think? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, buys actually do matter this the time around. Normally, it's like, oh, it's a week off type of thing and you get rusty. Here, it's more like you get a break, which is good. And you might get your full roster. As I said before, right, teams on average will be playing one game for every 5.2 days. And it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be intense. Uh, this race that an we intense have. burger, it's a very intense hamburger that we're gonna enjoy. Uh, we, on to we need the uh, the graphicist Duke to design the Mocon intense, intense burger. burger. Uh, let's go to Div D. So the reason why I bring up the playoff format is because Division D is gonna be fancy pants this year. 
We have 27 teams divided into three conferences. Conference A, Conference B, Conference C. Right now, Rob, you changed it. Why did you change it? Okay, 20 teams are going to make playoffs. It's going to be the top six of every conference plus the next best two. So that could be team number seven and eight in conference A potentially. Most likely it'll be team number seven in two other conferences, but one person isn't going to make it in. So that's going to be the qualifying teams. But then the interesting thing here is that we're doing not a reseed, but a bracket style. So the top four teams are going to get buys. They'll be the wild card 13, 20, 14, 19, 15, 18, 16, 17. And then the matchups will be equivalent just as you would do any other type of 20 team single elimination bracket, essentially. So mm. if you are the uh, 20th seeded team, you will still have a difficult road to get to the top, but you're not playing the one seed and then the two seed and then the three seed and then the four yeah. seed. You're playing the four and then all the way down, essentially, the, uh, the the bracket until you get there. So you will have to play hard teams eventually, but it's not going to be the unsurmountable road that we normally have. It, yeah. it, by the way, should we put on the uh, league standing page for Division D... Uh, the wild card teams maybe in blue to kind of indicate who are the wild card teams besides green being you're in the playoffs and red being out. In the playoffs. Uh, I will bring it up with the website people right now. I'm trying to figure out why everything else is not working. So. Like control <laughs> alt delete. All right. So div D and uh, so you go, just just a quick question. Uh, but the the conferences still matter. So it's the bottom two from each conference that that don't make the playoffs. Think of it the other way around. Top six teams in each conference will make playoffs. Okay. And then the next best two records, regardless of conference. Okay. Next best two records, regardless of so conference. So we should put like a, like a designation for that. Though. Okay. So most likely two number saying. sevens, but could easily be a seven and eight in the same conference. So and it's not the, the top seven because also that wouldn't work. Yeah, exactly. We need to get that designation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Perfect. Okay. Uh, I, I'm really, I think fourth and schlong and trap stars. I, I saw them play this week. I know it's early, but they may be the best teams in this division. Yeah, uh, I like Blue Dreamers a lot. They haven't played yet, uh, but I they'd be top my in my made up power ranking. Please don't make me do it in this division. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't worry, we won't do <laughs> not that. not just yet. We'll do all uh, twenty eight. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I like them a lot. I like Killer Rays stepping up after winning a championship. And they the won way. their game, I believe, this week. Um, Lockdown also returns from not winning a championship in a division that I think is probably a touch too low for them. Trap stars. Also um, so that's another team to think of. Trap stars. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree that that fourth and schlong and trap stars. What do you go? Trap stars also returned and they won. So yeah, but after they winning they, a championship, but they don't have Ryan Garber on the roster. Yeah. From, from what I gather, from I spoke to some of the guys yesterday in the uh, monsoon drenched football that we had at Loyola, uh, it appears Ryan Garber will be missing games. He still is on the roster, but they think that he can get eligible for five, so he's they can get that accomplished. Yeah. But he's definitely um, uh, one of those guys that you if you miss him. Who can step up? Kyle Oberfeld could be a guy. Uh, David Giroux played well. Neymar's played well. Uh, they do have guys on that roster that can definitely step up to the plate, but a guy like Garber can definitely help that roster, and Ryan's one of those guys that really makes Cooper Young more dynamic as a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Cooper Young honestly really impressed me in that final. Um, I <laughs> It is interesting to see teams 
win a championship and then return to to uh, the same division. Yeah, technically um, it's higher, by the way, because this is a hybrid. It four is. And five. It is. A t- and we were playing like five B, so in yeah. a way, this actually is a significant. That's jump. true. That's true. That is true. Um, you know, uh, that said, like it's also different in that. You know, I, I know I'm ragging on on lockdown a little bit, but the difference is that the experience of lockdown and their quarterback versus Cooper Young, who I want to say last season was his first full season as quarterback. Yeah, I think so. So. I mean, um, that's something that I think matters, and and so I'm I'm that's why it was less sort of alarming to see Trap Stars in division. But uh, I agree. I like Fourth and Strong as a as a talented group to begin with. A team I kind of wanted to talk about, and I mentioned this in our group chat. Jimmy. Team Timbo, they tied their first game eight to eight. So this is the what I'll call the U, but different. Uh, same roster, different quarterbacks. And now Tim Horner is taking his uh, chance at quarterback. That's their specialty, by the way. Is is Registering the same group of guys with a different quarterback. Yeah, which helps them. So their game was 8-8. Eight to eight. Um, One thing I noticed on this score sheet is both quarterbacks have a significant number of interceptions, only one touchdown. Yeah. Notice there's no actual extra points in this game. Oh, oh. safeties? Two safeties. That's wild. One per side. You have to go through the play-by-play. And I was like, wait, what happened here? Sack for a safety in the end zone, essentially. Were they bad snaps or? Uh, nope, sack? actual sacks. Also, oh, so Declan Montague. Yep. Tim Horner got a sack. And, and uh, Victor Poulain uh, on uh, on the uh, City de Jetons yep. uh, getting the, the, the safeties. Six sacks combined between th- these two teams. That's a defensive slugfest. Who loves defensive games? This sounds game? like a horrible game to watch. <laughs> I'm very happy I didn't have to watch it. Yeah, but some, someone would love watching this. I think Iggy would love to be like, ah, oh, that's a tough football. Know, I grew eight up to with. eight where. <laughs> where like well, Iggy's used to it. A quarter, honey, a quarter of the points come on safeties. Iggy's used to it because Honey Martin was like that, you know. Yeah, I, he wasn't guys. happy about that though. No, but <laughs> they were supposed to be an offensive juggernaut. Kiss my vulture is a team that I can definitely yeah. keep an eye out for. I mean, uh, that roster that they built up—it's it's actually a melange of guys. I think uh, we talk about. Well, that's the whole point. That's why it's kissed my. Vultures, right? Yes, like it's, exactly. got kiss, it's got Kiss My End Zone guys. It's got Vultures guys. Uh, David DeAndre's on there. Afton Martin's on there. Alex Dubois on there. Hmm? Uh, uh, James Drysdale as well. Uh, Phil Roberts. There's guys that we're very familiar with. And if they can get that rapport in, in place, which they did in the first game against Mad Dogs, um, maybe they could be a team to watch out for among the fourth Schlong and Trap Stars that we've been mentioning, and maybe even Lockdown for that matter. Yeah, they, they, look, they, they have the talent. Um, and we saw Dave DeAndre... Uh, play great in the finals. Yeah, he had uh, a less successful outing this time around, but they got the win. They got the win over Mad Dogs. Um, he did turn over the ball, which is the worry with Dave DeAndre at times. But look, if he if this team can win games where he's not perfect, yeah, that's a great recipe for him because he's good enough to carry them in some weeks, and in other weeks he's going to need to be bailed out. And it, l- it looks like they're the kind of team that can do that. Threat level midnight. V Town. Uh, oh, V Town making a jump. I like that. Yeah. Um, Threat Level Midnight is a team that's kind of faded. They, they're, they're a team like opposite some of the teams we've talked about where uh, we, we saw them on the rise for a little bit and now they seem to be sort of sinking into either stagnating in, in their division or dropping into lower divisions. Yeah. And maybe maybe this, this might be a division that does not fit them well, but perhaps they are competitive and they do some noise in this division here. And yeah, V Town's a team that, again, has. A lot of potential for what they have built up in years past here, and uh, I'm just I'm intrigued by what they can do from where they were now stepping up to this division here. Maybe they may not win five, six games, but if they win 
three, four, then I think that could be a successful year for them going forward. Uh, they bring uh, when it comes to um, to a little midnight. They bring back Julien Prou, who hasn't been on the team since uh, 2019. Yeah. So that's a nice piece. He, he's so he's so uh, effective in a lot of different positions. So it's nice to have him on the roster. Um, and Vitan, like you said, Mo, like the idea of them taking the chance to move up to a higher division. Uh, we know we know they have talent, uh, right? Like we've seen. We've seen them have big games. I think at least the beginning of the season, they go up against Kiss My Vulture to start their season. That's the worst of starts you can have. But I'm curious to see how well a guy like Jason Cassandra can do uh, or Vito uh, Rizzuto, who came alive, in especially in the second yeah. half of last season. Yeah. Uh, that duo, to see how well they can do against better competition. All right, Pete, uh, if we have to pick one division winner for each conference. So in Let's do it. In Conference A, if we get the divisions up here, uh, Eagle. Conference A... I'm gonna go Blue Dreamers. I'm a, I'm a really big fan of Blue Dreamers. All right, so Blue Dreamers is your team. I, yeah. I'm gonna go. Um, no, I'm gonna go Kiss My Vulture. Yeah, that was it's one A one B yeah. for me. Conference B. So I just can't pick Iggy. Right? Who are the former All Stars, by the way? And in what league are you All Stars in? Question mark. Well, I mean, uh, there are other sports. Hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I honestly don't know them, to be honest. All right, Conference B. I will know them because I'm writing for Division D, by the way. So I'll get to know them this season. Conference B. I got locked down. I'm gonna go with the Eagles locked down this season. Yeah, I, I guess I can't say how uh by the way, also primetime jumping up too. Yep. Cool to see that. Yep. Um I, I can't say that lockdown are probably a little too good for this division. See them score forty seven points and then not say that they should win this division, so yep. I'll go lockdown as well. Although, Con- Killer Rays, man. 28-18, the first game. Killer Rays, Primetime, Santod, and Lockdown all in this division, uh, this conference here. I Group think it's going to be an actual a tough guy. You're, 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 you're talking about four teams that moved up from Division 6. Stop. Yeah. yeah. You know what you're doing. That was dishonest. Conference. Like, I'm not saying that they're, they're not as good as you. I'm just saying it's not an honest argument. Uh, conference C, I got Trap Stars winning that division. Uh, I'm gonna go Team Timbo because every time I pick against With their the U, six plus two points. Every time I pick against the U, I am proven wrong, and uh, I'm gonna stop doing it. So Team Timbo until they continue through to throw interceptions. Ghost, also, I'm a big Tim Horner guy. So. Ghost might actually be strong here potentially. He gets me Horner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ghost it all comes down to how Jamal Roach does, right? I think. Yeah. Uh, he had uh, he had a great first season, and he petered out towards the end of the season. He petered out last season as yeah. well. Um. Is he on the roster? I just opened it up. Um, Mikhail, I'm sorry, Malachi Roach is on the team. Is Evan Eli Nolet the quarterback? Perhaps, maybe. Uh, by the way, Tim Tebow, Tim Tim Timbo, I beg your pardon. Team Timbo. Team, sorry, Team Timbo. Tim Timbo. Yeah, uh, we'll play Trap Stars Week Three on we'll June know. 21st, so we'll yeah. know by then where they both stack up. All right, Division E. As we uh, roll along here in the opening episode of Calling the Audible, Division E. Uh, we look at what we have for Division E. Um, By the way, playoff structure here. Eight teams are going to make it. One from Eight from A, eight from B. But after that, question mark. Maybe my plan comes into play. Maybe. Of which we will not announce what the plan is. Yep. Even though we probably could because we're not doing a split this year. So yeah. anyway. anyway I did. We'll ex- we're doing an experiment this year. Yeah, maybe. have fun with it. All right. I look at this uh, two conferences of nine and one with ten uh the praetorian guard the roman uh bodyguards here mm-hmm. this is a team that we know very well 
Uh, they actually have Danny Demore back on the roster, who's it's replacing. Praetorian. AE is like oh, Caesar. That's right. Uh, so they had Danny Demore back on the roster. Yeah. Uh, this is a team that has a lot of wealth of talent to work with. Uh, Lozon's throwing. Yeah. He's, he has thrown in other leagues. Yes. I, I want to say it's either Tablin or MFL. I don't remember. Right. Um, he's a really good receiver, though. So I get at least they get to replace him um, with. Uh, Dan Demore. Dan Demore. Sorry. He's not on the roster. That's why I looked back and I was like, wait a second. Right. So. Is he on the team, though? Do we know that for sure? I believe so. Like, I saw Dan Demore play on. Uh, on uh, but ain't clearly Tuesday. not with this roster. Yeah, he's not on this must team. Must be with another team. I beg your pardon. I, must, I beg your pardon. Either I got way, the like, roster. Like Brendan Sadlov's on this team. Benjamin Bork's really good, too. Uh, you know, the, the Jared Buck, we obviously know his talent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, and Medvedek is. He, he's up for us uh, for a game in uh, Division Four. Yeah, he played receiver, but yeah, I could tell just in his understanding of the concepts that Peerless he's a guy scare who, scarred. By the way, is his team? Okay, there you go. I beg your pardon on that front. So I could tell just just in the the way he he spoke about the game and understood concepts in the huddles that he's a guy who who can throw and, and be successful. Just one thing uh, before we go off course here: uh, TB Elite uh, is a new team in this league. Uh, they're uh, I would say high schoolers about to go to stage up. Unfortunately, they had a rude awakening because it came late, so they were down 24 uh, nothing before uh, they even got uh, the first snap in. Uh, guys, it's come early. I know the, the weather was not easy. I know the highways were closed, but take that into consideration because unless you have guys playing on other fields in the same area or coming from a different field that we know of, we can't delay the start of a game because your team is running 10 minutes late because they didn't uh, realize. Also, we don't delay starts. No, we ever. don't. Unless a team is, you have guys playing on or the field. Or there's like a rain delay or something. Yeah, like. unless you have guys playing on, on the adjacent field from us. But but they took a beating. But, you know, we look at MFT, uh, decent roster that they've built up here. Well, like but they lost, again, but like they lost 20 to 6, yeah. which is not terrible. No, but I, I don't know how MFT is really because, they, again, in the, what it was yesterday with the downpour of rain that we had, both teams didn't play well, and it just wasn't hard to just get a feel for that football game. But I look at this th- these these two divisions here, and there's going to be a team that's going to rise up that we don't talk about. We're going to say, holy bleep, wow, they came out of left field and really did a good job this year in the regular season. Yeah. Um, again, it's it, we've seen Adam Antel throw, though. Um, mixed results, and we see it here, too. Like, single-digit completions. Um, that's never a good sign. Um, so we'll have to see how well how good they look in like a, a regular setting. What about Vic in the box though? Uh, go ahead. Yes, I, I was gonna actually, you know, you can do Vic in the box first. I was gonna say what's wrong with Brewers because it's off to the same bad start as last season. But yeah, you go first with the Vic in the box. Um, okay, we'll, we'll we'll start with Vic in the box. That's fine. Um, Vic in the box. They 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 group we're familiar with, right? Max yeah. Bira, Craig Browning. Uh, that's uh, a, a nasty, uh, nasty duo. I'm not sure who is throwing on this team because Sebastian Zuffol is a sort of a two-way guy with Santaye, I believe, the snapper. Uh, Nick Sanchez is Nick Richard throwing? Nick Richard? I mean, that's the one that looks like m- the most obvious person based on QB rating, and but and arguably it could be anyone. And so it's but what's the quarterback after the D? Sixty-six. 67, 66, one of oh, them. Okay, yeah. so it's not 65. Okay. No. Uh, so, yeah, Nick Richard, I guess, is throwing. Um, look, it's a great way to keep a receiving core of Craig Browning, Max Bira, and uh, uh, Nicholas Sanch together uh, because that, that's a really good receiving core. Um, they're going to be good two ways. 
Uh, Max Pure in Division 6 is, I'm going to call it, he's either two-way or defensive player of the year because guys are going to float balls and he catches up to everything. So Max Pure, two-way or defensive player of the year or bust. I think there will be an undefeated team in this division. That might be Vic in the box. Just yeah. looking like it depends on Nick Richard, obviously, but uh, if if he's even competent, that team. But is when you really say good. undefeated, I love the name force. Win Diesel, by the way. <laughs> That's a team after my own heart. <laughs> would you say uh, Vic in the box would be a, a dominant undefeated team or a team that's good? It could be like if if Nick Richards good, they'll be dominant. If uh, if he's competent, they'll be nine and one, ten and zero, in, in winning a lot of close games. So good old American uh, made power with Win Diesel um, with the Ross. Oh, well, Eagle asked the question though. Yes, Eagle. Yeah, Brewers. They lose their first game, thirty-seven to seven, to QB Roulette. It's the same roster they've always had, right? We're looking at Chris so, Moran. Group, we're looking at it's uh, a group of friends, right? So it's it's they need to find a way to maximize, you know, their their players. They have a, they tend to get a lot of drops. They tend to have a lot of guys in the wrong position. Guys blowing coverage. Um, you know, in in this game, well, it's a, this game they don't have uh, Chris Moran, they don't have James Moulton, they don't have uh, Franco Lispy, they don't have Moulton uh, either. Eric, Eric Blusiak was their top receiver in the in the game, right? And he had twelve targets in the in the, in the loss. Which in Divi, Blusiak's a really good possession receiver. Yeah, but he can't be the only guy you got. Um, uh, and they went up against the game against a team where Zachary Albert Skill was a very good uh, contained rusher. Um, he applied the pressure to Jeffrey Lefebvre. Jeff Jeffrey Lefebvre. What's interesting about Jeff? So, Four by the way, first of all, I, I have a I have an apology to make. Oh boy, roll, roll out, guys! I received a message three years ago from Jeff Lefebvre on a Facebook account that's not the Peas Delores account on a Paulo Delarock account that I don't use. <laughs> that I act that I I I went on this week mode because I lost my wallet. Yeah. And I was hoping someone would have messaged me that they found my wallet. Right. And instead of that message, I found a three-year-old message. From Jeff Lefebvre reaching out asking for help, and I feel like such a dick. I'm sorry, dude. I will totally reach out and uh, and give you a hand. It's not. What's interesting about Jeff is he's a nice guy. Nice guy, but it's not even the play calling in itself. It's the way he processes reads that doesn't work to his favor. Yeah, it leads to a lot of late throws that then get intercepted and if you can limit interceptions and uh, look listen this is also kettle calling the pot black hey eh? like when i'm talking about quarterbacks limiting interceptions i got i got tongue lashed by dan lazaro this week for never throwing single digit interceptions in the season so <laughs> just because i do it it doesn't mean i don't know how to avoid it right so like i i uh i think i i think we can help you in that way uh, but there are other issues, right? Like it's not just on one guy. It's roster consistency. Guys got to catch balls, uh, and and the defense needs to be better. Um, like Sebastian Lamy and, and Vincent Barcelo playing QB roulette in this game. Right. Two different guys coming at them. Both of them seeing uh, success. They allowed six offensive touchdowns. You know, it's gonna be hard to win games that way. No, and, and yeah, and, and the thing is with with these teams in Divi, I know I know we talk about the developmental teams here, but there's a little bit more of the melange of we have a little, the high end teams and the low end teams together, which I think is a good barometer test for these teams because look, we look at spring season and say, okay, it's not winter, no question, but it gives teams that hope that hey, if we can build upon this season and going towards fall cup and towards winter year, we can become a, a legit threat for whatever division they enter come winter season t- yeah. uh, in January. So I- I'm really intrigued by this l- this Division E. And our new writer this year is who again? Joel? Joel. 
I forgot his last name. Joel, Joel. last name we don't know yet. Joel, I do know it. I was introduced to him. I had a, I had a was very he at the road nice show. What? Sorry? Was, he, was he at the road show? I don't believe so. He's a scorekeeper. He's actually not playing this season, but he's a, he's a scorekeeper. Right. So we'll see him at the fields. Uh, great dude. Super enthusiastic. I uh, love talking to him. Uh, but we will get his, new, his first article this week. I remember, and I remember later too. I remember the dude that wrote for us like four or five years ago. Lived in NDG, would travel to St. Leonard to catch a game or two. Chris Dogger? No, not Chris Dagger. It was a dude that, that at Roadshow, he was there, and he asked me, can you drop me home? I go, dude, we're going out. Oh, um, I know Joey exactly. Sizik. Yes. Yeah, he was a, like a little bit quirky, but, yeah. but he went. I remember I'm like, dude, where are you from? Uh, NDG. So you travel by bus metro to come watch one game. He goes, yeah. I, I, uh, I I tease Joey as I've known him for a long, long time. We played fantasy football together for yeah. a long time. And uh, I used to say, Joey is the person who I know who most who has eyelids while looking most like the person who has no eyelids. Yeah, yeah. It was such a weird... Was, he's like, dude, can you drop me off? I'm like, we're about to go out and eat. <laughs> yeah. And he went to go catch a bus metro back into the city. I'm like, you could come with us and eat. I would have dropped you off afterwards, yeah. but... Yeah. Well, you know, maybe he had something to do. Perhaps at uh, at uh, eleven o'clock at night on a Sunday. You never so know. You never know. You never know, of course. Uh, all right. Uh, at we'll least they let us into Duns that time. Yes, that's right. We weren't allowed to go to Duns. Uh, I have to clear out an initial apology to the <laughs> to the manager at Duns. I'm sorry I screamed at you and said, "What do you mean, you people? You, you didn't say you people." Oh, you I screamed just, at him, really? Yeah, I was inebriated at the time. Oh. I I uh, as Mokad said, I, I partook in some trees. Right before, yeah, I smell some trees outside. I also, I also admittedly baited peas because I walked outside and I was like, they don't want us. And he's yeah. like, what do you mean, you people? Should we, uh, <laughs> should we uh, reserve now for August? Uh, I well, honestly, th- that would be a hilarious troll of that man. I don't, I don't think our kind are welcome, Mo. But when's the road show? August twelfth, fourteenth. Right. So should we book now? I think yes. we're gonna call him well, next week. We're gonna, two weeks from now, we're gonna call him up on the show. Hey, listen, could we book August fourteenth? Uh, Actually, now that you say, what time does Pooch close at? Anyway, uh, you find out for that. Let's start, jump into coed, and uh, we have two coed divisions here: coed one, coed two. Um, not the big hitters that we've seen. Oh, they close at eleven. So why don't you just Uber Eats, man? Nah, man. I mean, not the same big hitters. There's no, big there, hitters. no, there, there, there's some different uh, big hitters in this division for Coed One. Uh, when you look at it well, right now, na- Easy Fun is back. Fit Squad is back. Those, yes. those Easy Fun was great. Uh, Fit Squad won a, won a But Kiss My Outlaws has Stephen Harpersod. No, they lost in the championship. Sorry. Right, right. But Stephen Harpersod's back throwing in, in this division. And for Kiss My Outlaws. Yeah, yeah. and they, that's a pretty good roster that they've uh, constructed for this division. I think Abigail Cockerton's going to have a great season snapping for Stephen Harpersod. Um, she fits what he does perfectly. Um, I don't know Brianna Keeley, but they add Isaiah Lard, Joey Notaro. Um, That's a good roster. Yeah. Uh, the speed of Joey Notaro, Kevin Donnett, uh, Isaiah Lard is nonsense. And Louis Bejean? That's, yeah, it's, that's a lot it's, of speed. It's the who's who of this division, right? And um, So who do you rush? Do you rush Isaiah Lard or Erica Dubois? Erica Dubois won uh, finals MVP. I think Eric Dubois will run. I'm uh, sorry, will rush the quarterback. And you can put Isaiah Lart somewhere else. She got else. a sack first game as well. Yeah, and it's, it's a luxury that they have now, right? That if, if one of the others is producing, you want to change well, and, up. And again, they have Julian Otero who's also rushing. Exactly. So the good news is if you're missing a rusher, uh, you have two other guys that can do it. LPP, though, they're, they're 2-0. and um, So they're in first place right now in co-ed one. And we look at that team here, and we know some familiar faces, Don LaFord being one of them. 
10 TDs, 1 INT so far, and he's off to a good start. But that receiving core is fairly good. Would I put them up against uh, Outlaws? No, but I think they're in that next wave that can definitely make some noise. Well, Alexis Fanon has been great so far. Fanon also had uh, two interceptions. Um, and Mariev uh, Volgren was exceptional in, in week one. It's not a lot of the names we know so far. The only uh, real name we know is Dom Lefal. And yeah. I think the two-way quarterbacks are very effective in co-ed. We right. see that with Jeremy White. And I think Dom Lefal is exceptionally uh, mobile. And uh, not every team has the rushers that Kiss My, Anzo, uh, Kiss My Outlaws has, right? So um, they went in there. They beat uh, the Petit Fuck, beat Fit Squad. They beat the Justice League. Um, they're looking good so far. Yeah, and this this division again not the same as in in years past for coed that we had, but to make easy fun, uh, fast not furious. I'm I'm a, I'm looking at this team that maybe could make some noise. Tough out for what they have as a roster that they've built up here, and again, this is a team that with their passing as this thing loads up properly, Justin Weir is throwing for them. We know that he's played in this division before. Um, maybe he does have that. Uh, it's a lot of the, the yin and yang. Yeah, maybe he has that panache to, to take out a, a Harry Prasad. And, and he's one of those quarterbacks that when he's on, he's unbelievably talented uh, to make noise in this division. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, And James Drysdale not playing with Kiss My Outlaws, playing instead uh, with Fast Not Furious. Um, Marvin Steinberg, of course, another big name. And Ryan Dobbs Garner too, right? Yeah, one Ryan healed it seems from his uh his he's nuts position. for uh, i give him props for doing this love for football yeah. but man it, that he took a bad gash to his head but Lorian lapointe and manlu cote noel are also worthy of rushes i've ever faced right so you know th- th- they always have that going for them right when you look at coed two and uh where would you rank kiss my end zone 300 as, as the best teams as in t2 i think uh 300 is turning a corner now like they they were the most talented team in 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 the, the spring, um, but there seemed to be just a, a lack of uh, of sort of general knowledge, um, and Marc-Antoine Martin looks solid to start, and it's good enough given the the wealth of talent. Yeah, um, Reka is uh, incredibly versatile. If they're still using her at snap, it's the kind of snapper that can attack at all three levels. That's a huge deal. Uh, Cynthia Nitsky-Zafir is a really uh, smart defensive player. Uh, she also had a huge uh, – she had sorry, not a huge game on offense, but she had a, she got a touchdown on offense as well. So right. good to see her getting involved both ways. She, she called the game with me yeah. um, in, in the co-ed finals. Um, and the, 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 the talent on this team is noticeable. It's not all the same players. So – um, maybe they aren't quite that behemoth, but maybe it comes with a little more knowledge. They do have a giant roster again, so we'll see if they struggle to get their best players on the field at all times. But in the meantime, uh, they they are a team that that catches my attention. As does Les Princes. Les Princes two zero. They are two zero. By the way, all seven teams make playoffs with the yeah. ones you haven't bought. But why does LP catch your attention? Well, it's just um, it's not a team we're familiar with, right? And they uh, they had uh, Dimitri Melsbach throw 
and go for five touchdowns, no interceptions. And also had Jean-Manuel uh, Barthelemy throw as well. Who we're very familiar with. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, like, it's, it's, a, it's a combination of some people we know, like Mikel Arsenault, like, we saw his, his dominant season in Division Six. Uh, but I'm curious to see, like, players like Emma Barthelemy, see how, how she fits onto the, onto the team, as well as uh, Emmanuel Flynn. Um, defensively, th- they seem to have uh, a good system. It's a question as to whether or not they can get uh, sort of involvement from everyone on the team. Right. Uh, on to the women's division. Uh, look, it's a little bit smaller, but this is the beauty of it because it actually, I think, and we had a discussion uh, in our um, production meeting earlier today about... We had a pr- Was I there for the You were there for the nice. production meeting. We were I was totally conversing. paying attention. Um, I know the, the bigger names aren't in this division, but I think the four teams that are in this division is great reps for them to obtain um, throughout this during this spring season that when they do come back, which I think these teams will be back for, for uh, ensuing seasons, they're going to be a lot better for it. Um, well, I think it's like you know, a team like Red Nation. Um, it's going to help them a lot, right? Cause, yeah. Um, they, they were solid last season, but this gives them an opportunity to compete in a real way. Um, you know, they were solid, but let's, let's admit that they, they were just a step behind. Yeah. You know? This will help. This will help them catch up. I'm um, excited to see the Villa team as well, which is uh, coached by Gio DeFazio, I believe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I imagine his daughter's on the team. That's that's the thing. Yeah, I, I think she goes to Villa. As yeah. Well, that's so. that's why I'm asking. Um, right. So yeah. So so I'm um, look. Gino, as much as we like to poke and tease, he's a guy who knows the game well, right? So uh, if he can uh, actually, if you, if you don't mind, sorry, please. If uh, Eagle, can you go to the Villa roster for a minute, please? I'm looking at it right now. Uh, DC was on the roster. <laughs> who, who are we talking about? Uh, let's just let's just say this number four on the if roster. Someone it puts him or herself as DNP for this game. It's a roster forfeit. Let's just put it that way. Well, but we've seen coaches on rosters before. I know, but it's just so funny. So yes, but if they get a DNP, yeah, then I think it's for conflicts. Maybe because it, that was the case for Olivier Leberge. Maybe he was on the women's roster as Which a coach. Which is fine, but uh, as long as you can't get games played. Yeah, no, obviously, of course, not. obviously. You don't to me, it was it would be like if you're a scorekeeper in the women's division and you give a man a game played, you should not be a scorekeeper for FPF anymore. I right? mean, we also had people adding people brand new during playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, so right. I'm being nice. I'm saying anyway, the 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 bar under- is quite low right now. I'm right. saying to understand the criteria for women's division. Right. <laughs> Let, let's avoid that. Let's focus on the women's division, though. Um, Villa's got some names that are hopefully going to play. Marilou Cote Noel is a person that we know very well. Yeah. Um, she can perhaps have a big influence in this roster. Uh, that the thing that I, w- I want to see from this edition of the women's team, I know it's four is that who will be the next superstars that we can include to that equation that we already have being built up with the Women's League uh, from winter and for the ensuing seasons, seasons that will come with these w- fantastic athletes that we have in the Fall Cup and then hopefully for winter season moving forward. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, someone like Cassie Levy in a loss. Sorry. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> I've voice. been talking for a long time. Yeah, you've been going at it for a while here. One second. I <laughs> think you're crying. <laughs> right. <laughs> in They're a loss, back. Cassie They're Levy scored uh, a touchdown. She had two catches, 40 yards um, for strangers. Uh, sometimes I, I think about someone like that who just might be on a team that's not as strong, but will get a lot of opportunity. Yeah. Um, Red Nation, of course, uh, is a team that we saw in the final, in the women's final already. So uh, 
Alison Sobel will she make the next step. Uh, Lamise Aljundi is playing Coed 1 uh, as well as women's. So maybe uh, to adapt to that speed and bring it to, to playing in, in a strip, sort of like quote-unquote stripped-down women's division with less teams, ha see how that affects uh, her, her play, on, especially on defense, given how impactful she can be on defense to begin with. Right. Um, so I'm curious to see how uh, that affects how that affects her, um, and it's it's a women's division that's missing a lot of the university talent, right? Because their their season is now. yeah they have nationals and all that stuff yeah. going on in outdoor touch. Well, uh, they're, they're not their season, but their their they tournament schedule and all that. Yeah, which have them traveling like Texas and stuff like that now in the, yeah. in the coming months here. So yeah, I think this is gonna be fun to watch. It's smaller, but it gives us a chance to really shine yeah. more light on the players that uh, hopefully are going to be up and coming for this women's division for years to come. Also, we don't know all of your stories, so reach out to us. Talk yeah, to exactly. us. Um, I learned a ton about the women's division last season just by, by some of these amazing women reaching out, talking to me, telling me about all the things I got wrong in the podcast. Um, I got to call... Well, we both got to call yeah, our first we women's finals. It was probably the most fun I've had working at FPF in a long time. It was just... It was cool. It was a different experience. Uh, so definitely reach out to us. Tell us about all the things we got wrong. Teach us about your team. Tell us your stories. Come on our show. Um, and, don't be and shy. We don't need another season of mansplaining with Mo and Peas. We'd like to hear about the division in your own words. And here's the thing, right? Thankfully, there'll be a, a, like Stade de Montréal, Laval. So we'll get to see them a little bit more, right? Where, you know, history has shown that they play at Stade de Montréal. So you and I may not be there to see their games live. But now with a little bit more flexibility of schedule, we do see that happening. So look forward to that. All right. It is now time for games of the week. And this is going to be a weird one because it's not really of the week. It's just whatever's left of the week. this week plus okay. some next. of next week, but yeah. not Amazing. really, though. Very excited by the chaos. You know what? Let, let's do everything, and then we can change our picks for whatever's left for next week. Naturally. I mean, sure. Yeah, but we're not even here next week, P's and I. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's well, going to be Iggy name. and insert name. H Iggy and Eagle. Oh, Eagle. that's a terrible show. <laughs> that's just Iggy talking by himself for hours well, if, while if, I set him up. If we can't get a sub, I'll be here. All right. Let's go. Division A, the Apocalypse KGP. 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 All-Stars Braves, rematch of our Division 1 final. All-Stars. Ah, Braves, because it's a coin flip. And Party Crashers, Braves. 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 All right. Division B, we're going to start with our Thursday games. Mangoose versus Junkyard Dogs. JYD. Uh, JYD. But there, there is no love loss with these two teams here. Let's put it that way. BYOB, Moretti Crime Family. Moretti, uh, Moretti, Moretti Crime Family for me. It's Moretti against who? BYOB. I'm Moretti. Thailand Ticklers, BYOB. Ticklers. Ticklers. All right. Silent Ticklers. Brand new. Brand new. Ticklers. Mangoose. B-Raves. B-Raves. And Moretti Crime Family. Thor's Hammer. Thor's Hammer. Uh, Thor's Hammer. All right. Division C. I think Tough I picked against my power rankings completely. <laughs> Tough Lungs. One step closer. Lungs. Lungs. Two Inches Gang. Vultures. 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 Ravens, Vultures. Vultures. Vultures, yeah. Air Force One, the Stoics. Air Force One? Yeah, Air Force One. Vultures, Top Season. Vultures. Seasons. Easy W, Le Montagnard. Easy W. Easy W. ESU Timberwolves, Hot Sauce Sports. Uh, the Alvin Max, 
I'll go with Hot Sauce Sports. Um, I can't pick it, so Hot Sauce Sports by 50. The Infantry Blitzed Buds. Infantry. Uh, Going to be a fun game, though. I'll yeah. go Infantry. Los Penetradores versus ECW. ECW. No more sensors, huh, in FPF? Uh, ECW. And Air Force One, two inches gang. AF1. AF1. Division D, Thursday games. The Mighty Six, Mad Dogs. Mad Dogs. Mad Dogs, yeah. Trap Stars, former All Stars. Trap Stars. Trap Stars. Threat Level Midnight, Fave the Turf Tools. Level Midnight. Threat Level Midnight. Ghost, Team Timbo. Team Timbo. Uh, Timbo. La Cité des Jetons, Killer Rays. Killer Rays. Yeah, Rays for me. Blue Dreamers, Bandits. You already know. Blue Dreams. Yep. Primetime, Wide Open Bar. Wide Open Bar. I go with Primetime. Just like the name. And Glory Boys, Threat Level Midnight. Glory Boys. Yeah, Glory Boys for me. All right, week two, Wide Open Bar, Team Timbo. Team Timbo. Uh, Double T. Dirty Dogs, Lockdown. 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 Ghost, Bandits. Ghosts. Ghosts, yeah. Bandits were not that great. Undertakers, Glory Boys. Undertakers. Yeah, Undertakers. Primetime, Selwyn Old Boys. Primetime, Selwyn Old Boys. We're missing in action this week. Replacements, Big Dracos. Big Dracos. Yeah, Dracos. Peerless, Scarred, La Cité des Jetons. Peerless. Uh, La Cité. Dirty Dogs, Santor. Dirty Dogs. Santor. Santor, Killer Rays. Killer Rays. Selwyn Old Boys, Undertakers. Undertakers. Selwyn. And save the turtles late. Six uh, turtles. Save the turtles. Division E. Magnetos. Win diesel. Win diesel. I'm uh, gonna go with my boy Magnetos. The pillow talkers. Brewers. Pillow talkers. Yeah, same. Sulefes. Nice. The penetrators. <laughs> penetrators. Yeah, penetrators. Best game. Game of the week. <laughs> Give the week. Win Diesel, the Praetorian Guard. Praetorian Guard. Praetorian. Praetorian Guard. Uh, Sizzle, uh, Vic in a Box. Vic in a Box. Sulefes, Big Fat Bats. Big Fat Bats. Big Fat Bats. Vic in a Box, Sulefes. Vic in a Box. Yeah, Vic in a Box. Scranton Stranglers, Minkia FT. <laughs> Again, the sensors. Um, Scranton yeah. Stranglers. I'm going to go Scranton. Uh, the Penetrators, Magnetos. Minky and FT versus DGENs. Minky FT. MFT. Wind Diesel. Sizzle. Wind Diesel. Yeah, Wind Diesel. Mountain Goats. QB Roulette. Roulette. QB Roulette. Black Label. Mountain Goats. Label. Label. DGENs. Pillow Talkers. Pillow Talkers. Pillow Talkers. And that'll be it for Div E. Coed 1. The Justice League. Les Petits Fuck. Fuck. Fast, Not Furious. Fit Squad. Fit Squad. Uh, fit squad. Fast, not furious. Easy fun. Easy fun. Easy fun. Easy fun. Kiss my outlaws. Ooh. Kiss my outlaws. Uh, easy fun. That's, a, that's an amazing game so early in the season. Yep. Blue wave. Iced out. Iced out. Uh, iced out, yeah. Uh, iced out. Sneaky snakes. Three hunters. Three hunters. Three hunters. Iced out. Three hunters. Three hunters. Kiss my end zone. Les princesses. Kiss my end zone. End zone. Blue Wave, Gorillas. Wave. Blue Wave. Is the reason we... Oh, that game was Monday. Oh, yeah. I forgot Park City Michelle. Disaster. 
And lastly, women's division, Red Nation Villa. RN. Yeah, Red Nation. Lipsmiet Strangers. LPM. And Villa Strangers. Villa. Villa. All right. As I wait for this track to finish, reminders for teams. Um, Park Saint-Michel is no more. We are moving our games from the field. As a long story short, the city of Montreal committed to removing the soccer nets for our games. We get there on Monday evening. Soccer nets are in place. The city says they are not removing their nets. So we... Because reasons. We postponed our games. We're canceling our contract. And we'll be moving those games to somewhere on that same night. Eventually. Um, More so, accommodating to us. Yeah. So, so we're have triple headers this season. So we're, we're working through that situation right now. Um, we're finding additional field availabilities. So that'll be all done. As well, there's a couple teams. Um, I think they might actually already be off the schedule, actually, which is nice. Um, so a couple things have to be moved around for some teams that had to withdraw last minute. So that should already be addressed. So we should be okay on that. But just FYI, and last if you saw games in your schedule, they may be different opponents now. Lastly, teams, be aware of your schedule that you might play back-to-back nights. There was a team that thought they, they played Sunday and their next game was the following Monday, not the Sunday that it was to the Wednesday. And unfortunately, you had to pay the fine of 150 because there is a fine if you do not inform the league that you're not coming and also not being there. So $150 could be out of your pocket if you do not follow league rules, which is important to look at your schedule and make sure you have everything locked in. Yep. All right. Uh, last other thing yeah. for teams. Under the resources tab, you can submit your roster. So go there, fill in the form. So as an example, uh, we can pretend that I am playing on Thursday. So Thursday would be the 9th. And then I would type my team name in here. You pick your division. Based off of that, you pick your field. And then you type your roster in with the numbers and players and everything. And just submit that, and you're good to go. Excellent. Also, make sure you don't break your cap for your division to do that under roster verification. It'll tell you if you fit or not. Make sure you check your quarterback caps accordingly, and uh, that has to be good. All right. Peace and I are not here next week. It will be Eagle. Iggy. I might be here. If I can't find a replacement, I'll be here. Brent Bach will be here. Don't worry. Don't worry. Brent, Iggy, and Eagle. All right. Magic words, please. Uh, the Warriors are down. Good night. Seth Curry.